Welcome to Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Auld. Part 2 of our episode with Ross Tokely. If you haven't already listened to part 1, then head to your podcast provider, download it and get ready for part 2. If you have listened to part 1, then part 2 is even better. Enjoy. Going back to 2004... You know, it's a strong Rangers, it's a strong Celtic, it's uh, a formidable challenge as well. Um, I mean, there's also, I mean, Hearts were going well at that time as well. Hibs were, um, well, just about before Tony Mowbray came in, and Hibs had that kind of really exciting crop of youngsters as well. I mean, the the, the SPL back in 2004 was, was, a, was a decent league, and, you know, it was a... Um, a challenge that was a formidable one, but I'm sure it was a challenge that yourself and the rest of the you know the Cali Thistle lads would have uh, relished. I think it was the first game we played down at Livingston, and we got absolutely humped. We did all right for about half an hour or so, um, but we got beat. I think it was three 0 or three one, and um, a couple of journalists put some stuff in the paper on the Monday morning. I, you know, like most people do, they buy the papers, whatever. So. I ripped out an article and pinned it on my wall at home. I think it was the one about skinheads not good enough and all this and that. So that was just brilliant um, food for me to and the team to, to sort of use as a motivation for for the season. So after that first game, I, you know, I went. To, I thanked the, the journalist at the end of that year. I said thank you very much. You know, you wrote us off in the first game. Called us all the names under the sun. I love give me as much negative press as you want. I just always had confidence in my own ability, and I knew that team, you know, were the same. We had that that drive and that mentality. So, you know, they had a lot to do with. Um, I think Gardner Spears said something about eating his heart or something. It was, um, was it Gardner Spears? Graham Spears, sorry. Graham Spears, um, I so, yeah, yeah. So all these um, Sentinel Belt journalists, you know, I thanked them at the end of the year because they were one of the main ones. Um, to drive us on that year and um, you know, that was a very good season for me I think I won all the, the player of the year awards um, that year and I really really did, did enjoy the season um, just playing against some really good players and, and testing ourselves we had boys on <sighs> peanuts compared to some I remember Big Baney playing against Boomsong Boomsong's on 25-30 grand a, a week at Rangers mm-hmm. and uh, Benny absolutely ragdolled him at Pitodri. I mean ragdolled him. And I can't remember the manager at the time, says to Malky Thompson, it's something about, what we about you, the, the boy uh, Benny? And I think Malky says how much he was on or whatever, but Benny absolutely ragdolled him. It was, it was embarrassing. A guy playing for France and, and Benny's on <laughs> peanuts compared to him. But, you know, we, we, just, we just had that mentality of, of wanting to go and ruffle feathers and loved it. I remember it was a big brawl. We played Hearts at, at Audrey and uh, a big brawl. Everybody sticking up for each other and it was brilliant. I think it was actually Robbo's first game, Hearts. We played him at Pitodry. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I, yep. Uh, I think I called Robbo Gaffer before the game. It was, uh, it was his first game. I think, we, I think we drew or something. But anyway, Robbo's uh, biting around. He's walked down the tunnel before the game. I said, "All right, I mean, oh, sorry, Robbo." <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was it was a strange kind of situation when he uh-huh. took over at Hearts. I think his first game was against us, so or first first or second game. But we had a we had a good uh, 
group of boys. We used to go on holiday every year together, and um, you know we had a, a real good team spirit and enjoyed a challenge, enjoy playing against the, the Rangers and Celtics and beating them down at Dive Rocks and, and and you know getting some really good results for the club. Um, so that that was us. We, we were the underdogs and just loved it. Yeah, I think you're probably summed up there. It was a really kind of tight knit group of players. A a very successful group of players as well for for years. Um, you mentioned there, obviously, John Robertson goes to Hearts, I think, in November of that uh, season. Uh, Craig Brewster comes in. Now, Craig Brewster, there's been a lot of guys have talked about Brew's time at uh, at, at Cali Thistle, and especially his first spell at the club. Um, obviously, playing with him was a was a, an experience that many hadn't um, had before. Playing with your you know your manager, but also his his incredible fitness work, um, and and certainly a few players have benefited from that kind of fitness um, regime that, that Craig enhanced at the club. What were your um, experiences like playing for and with Craig Brewster during that first spell at Inverness? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, really did. In the end of the day, I, I always enjoyed pre-seasons and running and stuff, so it wasn't anything new to myself, but you know, you had a few bevies in the weekend, you always knew you were going to get these four-minute runs on a, on a, on a Monday sort of lunchtime. Um, but he, he took over us at a good time, and, and we had that sort of momentum uh, that season. And, and again, I, I was having a good season, and he just kept that sort of confidence in me and kept that faith and wanted me to go and attack and but there was a lot of boys that didn't agree with it, you know, didn't agree with the gym sessions, the boxing and stuff like that. But you know, I just, I just got on it. I'm on and groaned and whatever else, but I, I just um, was enjoying that season. I just loved being in the SPL and challenging myself. But the only thing I would, a couple of things probably that I didn't agree with. Every sort of Monday we'd have meetings and they end up in people arguing and stuff like that. And football's all about different opinions, and I just felt at times we didn't have to have meetings every Monday. And, and give that sort of platform to, you know, to cause, you know, we didn't have it before and it worked. I didn't feel that the, the Monday meetings were, some of the Monday meetings, I would just have like my sort of snood above my face so I, I wouldn't start laughing or, or I never really joined in a lot of them because I, I just felt they were pointless. But um, some of the things that happened in it would, would probably need another podcast for that. But I remember <laughs> we, 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 had a, we had a trip out to Denmark now I've had these flip flops for a number of years. I've got screws in them. I still wear them now. And trainers, I always wear the same trainers for running and stuff. So we can get blisters. So Craig Brewster, what he's a bit, he had a bit OCD, Craig, you know. So he buys, he buys all the boys these uh, Schneidy. I can't remember what they make they were, but flip flops, trainers for walking your tracksuits, and a pair of trainers for doing the running, you know. So I says to him, "Listen, I'm not wearing them." So I turns up to the airport and says, "Where's your trainers?" In my bag, get them on. Well, starts wearing these trainers. Honestly, with them and the, the tracksuit trainers and the running trainers, in the first couple of days, my heel, heel. Honestly, you could see the bone. It was that blister. It was that bad. So I had a game, and uh, I lasted ten minutes. And then he had a right go at me in the morning after. What's wrong with you? And I just took my sock and that off, and I showed him. He says, "That's the problem." I says, "You bought that shitey." Shitey trainers. I says, but he had that OCD. Whatever well, looking the same, but I just, you know, wanted to wear my own ones. So mm-hmm. we had a, a few fallouts. And to be honest, when he when he left to go to Dundee United, he actually put a, he actually uh, inquired he wanted to take me to Dundee United. 
I remember Graham Bennett, a golf dude. I remember having a go at him. I said, why, why did you reject the, the interest? I said, how much were you asking me? He was asking ridiculous, six figures, 200 grand or something he was asking for. Um, and I just um, had a good season that year. And I was a bit disappointed that we were a bit asking him a bit too much money for me, you know. And not that I wanted to leave or whatever, but I certainly would have liked to, you know, I stayed at a club that I loved playing for and it suited me, but I was a bit disappointed that they were asking for a bit too much because they ended up going by David Proctor for 25 grand. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, um, it was the only thing I had a week, uh, we go, I had a couple of beers and I had a week go at Graham, but I probably, I probably uh, mentioned that again to Alan Hertz's testimonial there last year, so uh, <laughs> Memorial game. So it was one that's always <laughs> stuck in my throat a wee bit, but uh, no, I enjoyed playing it uh, under Craig, and it was some boys didn't enjoy it. Um, I totally understand that either way about them, but I, I certainly enjoyed um, him and Malky were were good to play with, so it was fine for me. But some boys just didn't take to his methods, and and that's football. Sometimes you got on a manager, sometimes you don't. Charlie replaces him. Um, you mentioned Charlie already as you uh, early in your career as a as a teammate. When Charlie comes back in again, you know, the likes of, of, of Barry's mentioned when Charlie came back in, for example, the beers um, eventually uh, were allowed back on the bus after a, a couple of uh, old firm victories, etc. Um, but Charlie is someone that you've, you know, as I say, you've you've known for years, you still work alongside Charlie at the moment. Uh, when Charlie comes in, I get the impression that there was something kind of building there. I mean, Charlie signed, we've spoken to, to Ranks already on the podcast, he signed John Rankin. Uh, he would eventually sign Don Cowie as well. I know that he, he signed Don Cowie and, and then left a couple of games after, but he was putting together a, another really good team and I, I got the impression that, that Callie Thistle were moving up another level under Charlie. Would you would you go along with that? Yeah, I, I, I actually told Charlie. Charlie came in as an interim manager. I told Charlie to go for it. You know, Charlie wanted to play football. Play football, he wanted to go and attack and he certainly had... The respect to the, the dressing room, um, you know, he took some good players in. I actually struggled a wee bit myself. I, I got a, an injury uh, towards the Charlie's first year that summer. I, I struggled uh, with an osteopubis injury, and I played a lot of games. And it was coming up to my testimonial. I think Ranks just signed that summer, and um, you know, I missed all the preseason, missed the trip to Italy and stuff like that. And I came back, and it really took an effort to me to get back and. Um, you know, it, it was certainly uh, enjoyable uh, Charlie's time. Um, probably, I would have said that um, he took a lot of good players in, and I, I do agree with the stuff that's been said about uh, Marius uh, mm-hmm. Nikolai. But mm-hmm. for me, I sat next to him. I used to get all his Tesco club card points. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I was sitting there. He was, I'd give him a Tesco card and I'd be getting into the things every month, and it was it was good for me, but. Uh, he's uh, he's a nice guy, but he, he did cause a he did cause a, a fair bit uh, a rift in, the, in the, not rift in the team, but you know when you got guys on, I was a quarter of what he was getting, probably a lot more less than that to be honest with you. You know what I mean? It's yep. it's, it, it, it's not right, and it wasn't the Cali Thistle way uh, for me. Um, but a nice guy didn't bring an awful lot to the table. Um, but a nice guy and a, a good player, but it's really struggled to, to to get goals and stuff like that. And, you know, give me a Dennis Wynas, a, a Craig Dargo in a day of the week. Guys that will go and yep. 
do their bit. Um, Paul Ritchie's name I know for you, but you know, nice guy and, and had a good career. But for me, just didn't fit the the mold of, of us as a team. Um, I was actually quite delighted when he left. To be honest with you, yeah, not I get the nasty way, I... not in a nasty way. Just yeah, just, let's get players in that um, that fit the mold, and uh, that was me. But I, I thanked him for his. Uh, <laughs> I get the impression again. It's just one of these things. I get the impression that it wasn't Marius's Marius's fault. It was just the, the circumstances, and Marius was kind of caught in the the centre of a storm. Craig Brewster comes back in that season uh, for his second spell. Now his second spell doesn't doesn't go well, or as well as his first anyway. Um, he, he leaves January two thousand and nine. Um, the, the season 2008-9 is probably the I would probably say the probably the first season that, that Callie Thistle um, since 94 have potentially taken a kind of backward step it didn't, it didn't go well um, he leaves when Terry Butcher comes in as the um, replacement for Craig Brewster in the kind of January of that uh, that year what are your initial thoughts when a guy with Terry Butcher's pedigree turns up as, as manager? Yeah, he, he, I liked him straight away. Um, we were really low in confidence when Craig left. Really low, not just he, myself individually, but as a team, we were, we were actually playing not too bad. We were, I remember um, even the game before uh, Doc um, Terry took over. Jo- John Doc took us out to Tynecastle. Mm-hmm. Did really well. I don't know if we got a draw or win. Or, I think I just lost the last one. I think goal. it was a narrow, anyway, it was a narrow defeat. Yeah. Yeah, narrow defeat. Doogie scored an unbelievable free kick, I think. Mm-hmm. Something like that, anyway. But, yep. You know, we weren't playing badly, but we just didn't have the luck. And our confidence was down. We're losing games. Um, but we just needed somebody to come in and, and take us, you know, by the balls, really, you know. And, and Terry did that. He, he went back to basics. Um, didn't want me to play balls on the feet. Didn't want me to go forward much. Um, kind of sort of what, you know, we wanted to do what they can try and concentrate on, on the defence a bit and try and stop leading goals and you know it kind of worked we got some uh, good results um, enjoyed it uh, up to that sort of certain point and then I think I scored down at St Mirren and we won 2-1 I really enjoyed that goal um, down there and um, I felt on the way back at the road that we had got ourselves safe um, I think we went down to Motherwell when we're two one up with about three minutes to go, and the boy Clarkson smashes one in and mm-hmm. said, two all. I think we won that night. We were safe, and you know, um, it's probably the Falkirk game getting sent off, and, and that summer was probably the hardest um, time I've ever faced. Oh, probably, you know, it was probably a time before that. I don't really want to talk about that, but um, you know, that summer was, was mm-hmm. tough for me. Um, you know, kind of took it on board that people were good, people were losing jobs, and. I got myself sent off, but when it came down to it, it wasn't just my fault. It was a whole season of it. But you know, getting sent off that day and um, getting relegated was a was a real, real tough um, time. I didn't really want to go back the preseason. I had a real tough summer. And it took a few people talking to me and trying to get my head straight, and and uh, and that's why I think a lot of us struggled in the first sort of five months of the season um, of, of struggling in that first division. And uh, it took some harsh words down at Burr Hill one game to, to pull us in and, and a change of formation. And getting Stuart Goldbeck back as well and pushing myself into centre-half with Granny and David Proctor played full-back. 
changed things. John Hayes and Richie and Adam just all clicked, and that season that season was was great. And you know, to, to bring so many smiles on people's faces, and you know, a lot of good people lost their job, and a lot of fans were so disappointed. So for me, you know, I know I won the league back in 2003-4, but that that year was probably the most special time to get promoted and. That last six months of the season was was so enjoyable. That that journey back from Air United was honestly, I I, I wanted the bus to go to Wick <laughs> and then come back. I was so happy on the bus. It was um, I've never seen Jimmy Faulkner so drunk. Terry Butcher was see when things were good. Terry was good. See when uh, things were bad. Terry was a nightmare. But um, you know, that's, he's a winner, I suppose. But that that season was was. If I look back at my highlights, I know I said that 2003 team were the best team, but that um, that year was probably the most special after getting relegated and, and taking it so hard after getting sent off in the last game season. Mm-hmm. It's funny because when you look over the history of Cali Thistle, we spoke to someone, um, Carl Tremarco, on episode three who was sent off against Falkirk. His was in the, the, the 15 Scottish Cup final, and he, you know, he obviously thanked his lucky stars that. On that day, it worked out for Inverness. As you say, there you were sent off against Falkirk in the the last day of the season, which saw the club relegated. But in a way, you know, it, okay, it, it took a while to correct itself. But you know, that following season, that must have been a, as you say, a low point for you. But the 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 low, what goes what goes down must come up, and and Cali Thistle did come up, and and yourself as well. Um, that. That that Paddock Thistle game, it's funny you mentioned that because I always look at that as the turning point that season. The club had just lost the Challenge Cup final the week before. I think you scored. Did you not score early doors at Firhill? Oh, I can't remember. You, you, I think you scored early early doors and then Paddock Thistle won 2-1. And I, I always remember it because it was one that Terry Butcher was in a, 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 a kind of livid, livid. Um, he, was, he was furious after the game. And, you know, at one stage you just thought, oh, hang on, because Dundee were flying away. You thought, is this, yeah. is this actually going to happen? But it's interesting you you touched on that was probably that the Paddock Thistle defeat was kind of the turning point of that season. Yeah, you got you, Terry. I don't know if you want to talk about Terry later. I don't know how much time we've got left, but it's uh, he's uh, he can be quite hard hitting, uh, especially if you lose a game of football, you know. And it was something I hadn't really seen before. Um, you know, seen Steve Parson. Once maybe flying off the handle, Donald Park was probably close to somebody giving the right bollocking, but I never really seen it from anybody else, really, you know. So to have somebody like that screaming in your face and just going absolutely apeshit, it's uh, it's a new experience for me. Um, some boys take to it, other boys don't, but I don't think it was just the, the bollocking we got that day. I think it was the you know getting people back in the park, the Roy McBain's, the, the Russell Duncan's back in and. No disrespect to the guys you took in, you know, the Daniel Strappers and the Eagles and that, but, you know, you want boys that have been through the mill. Russell Duncan wasn't playing, but Roy McBain wasn't playing. It was incredible. So, you know, to, to get Johnny and, and Adam in that interplay, uh, positions, get, get a nice solid base in the midfield and then a nice solid back five with Ryan behind us, it was, it was that was, for me, was the, the turning point. But it did give us a kick up the arse with the shouting and that, but... I just I think it was the formation change rather than the um the shape. But yeah. That's that's that was Terry. 
you mentioned there that Air United game. I mean, I was there that day. That was a day that will probably stay for with me for a for a long time. It was a a really special day and capped off a a fantastic season. I mean, I think the club showed it on Facebook a few weeks ago, and I'd forgotten just how how good Inverness were that day. And and I, I didn't actually believe that it was it was three 0 after fifty minutes. I knew that that Callie Thistle were immense in the first half. Johnny Hayes, Adam Rooney, and Richie Four and all score, but. That front three, we've spoke about it already with Russell Duncan, that front three, especially Johnny Hayes. When you mentioned there, I mean, when, when new players come into the into Cali Thistle, uh, Johnny Hayes, I'm assuming, is someone that kind of maybe fitted that mould, that was up for a bit of a scrap, but also had the talent to go along with it as well. Yeah, he wasn't the only one. Uh, you know, like likes of Lee Cox and mm-hmm. Eric and that, Eric will be humble, but no, Johnny, was a night- Johnny was a nightmare to play against in training, you know. I used to try and kick him and couldn't catch him. Uh, it was unbelievable. You know, I, I, when he first came up, I couldn't understand what he was saying, but he was he was a talent. I could I could definitely see in the first few games that you know I've got a player here. We just need to try and get him pointed in the right direction. We need to get him, you know, get the confidence up. And he was he, deser- he deserves all the success he's had. He was a pleasure to play with. He, he won us a lot of games that year and probably the quickest. I know Barry was quick and it was. Darren Mackey came up and played and he was rapid but mm-hmm. Johnny Hayes was absolutely blistering fast and he just ripped people apart but before that game that Air United game I couldn't I couldn't move for about three or four days my back had seized up with a spasm and uh, I remember going to see old uh, Doc Smith and I said Doc I need I need some painkillers and he gave me these Demazapans he says don't drive with these he says but take, take one before the game so I took one before the game I so I took one in the morning. I took another one for the game and uh, managed to play. But these things were wonderful. I don't know if it was a, the game was good, the, the tablets were good. I don't know, but <laughs> the journey back up the road was, was ace, and it was nice to see Gavin Morrison as well because yep. you know the club went through a, a point of getting rid of their youth system, and at least the Gavin and, and Shinny and Nick Ross travelled a lot. I remember standing behind Gavin. I says Gavin. Your man's showing too much space in the in the corner, so I'm taking credit, and I've, I've said it to him years after for that free kick he scored down the air. But it was um, nice to see him score that day as well. So the fans were unbelievable, and it was I got rid of a lot of demons that day and that season uh, to get back up after so much heartache the summer before, um, and it was nice to get back up to to the SPL because that's where I felt we belonged and. Um, you know, it was so nice to, to put some smile back on people's faces. Yeah, that season that the club get back up, 10-11, again, I probably it's kind of back to Cali Thistle um, in the top flight. It's a fairly comfortable season for the club. There's no kind of real threat of, of you know of going back down or whatever. In fact, they're kind of battling for a place in the top six. There's a couple of you know um, good results against the old firm, namely the, the one against Celtic towards the end of the season, which may... Or may not have, have handed Rangers a title. Um, I certainly remember Neil Lennon uh, kicking water bottles in disgust that day. Um, that season, though, is is a big one, and we we touched on it with Russell Duncan um, because th- himself, Grant Monroe, Stuart Golobek, Roy McBain, you know, guys that you've mentioned in the last you know a couple of minutes or so that were kind of crucial uh, to the club the year before, uh, and indeed throughout the years, they are told that they are well. They've been told to to leave the club. Their their contracts are not um, being renewed. What was your kind of take on 
on those four, I mean, four players that you've probably you know played a whole host of games with, uh, what was the kind of feelings when, when you heard they were leaving? I was disgusted. Absolutely disgusted. Um, it didn't surprise me because I knew Terry wanted to put his own stamp on um, the club. And, but personally, I was I was disgusted. Um, you know, I've been in the club a lot of years and that was probably the first time I really was disgusted with a decision that was made. Um, fair play to Granty, by the way. Granty went out that night and, and put on a performance. Mm-hmm. He put a performance on to say, Terry, like, F you. You know, and I was so delighted with him. Um, the way he that, that just sums the man up, uh, up his professionalism and his attitude um, you know a local boy but can't get another year or two easy left in him but Terry wanted to do it his way and for me that, that four players should be given at least another year um, and a nice stability about the club an identity about the club um, I didn't want to go back that next year um, I had a year left I think possibly um, I didn't want to go back it was it was a disgusting way to treat somebody that had spent 14 years at a football club. Um, and for me, it didn't sit well with me. It was probably just the start of a, a sort of downward, downwards kind of sort of hill uh, in terms of my relationship with Terry. Um, just didn't enjoy things after that much, to be honest with you. It was, um, you know, four, four good guys, guys who run through a brick wall on a Saturday for you that left. You know, guys that were good in the dressing room. Um, just um, just upset me and uh, it didn't sit well with the fans um, no wonder but you know, Granny went up the road and, and made a great success for himself in that period of time with Ross County and, and I knew he would um, that's the man but you know, Roy McBain was an unbelievable uh, player um, didn't get the credit deserved and these guys leaving a football club it's, it's hard to replace them but the way that it was done the way it was done just it didn't sit well with me at all the season after us is a funny. I've, I've talked to a lot of boys from Ross County, and the, the year that they got relegated, they've kind of described it as a, a year of transition. Now, the season 11 12, uh, your final season at Inverness, is probably a year of transition. The, the year after, you know, a lot of guys that, that were brought into the club um, went on to, to ultimately um, achieve the, the, the Scottish Cup, you know, the guys that were signed in the summer of 2012. But the, the following season, and it's interesting when you say that about guys that were brought in that you maybe didn't think were up for the fight. Now, I mean, I might be wrong there, but there was a lot of guys that were brought in that, that lasted a season. Uh, a lot of lone players brought in that season. That was a kind of, again, a season of transition, but a season of disappointment as well. It, it ends for you at the end of that season. You've already kind of said there that your relationship was on a kind of downward spiral with, with Terry. Were you gutted at, at how that, ended for you not only that season but but 16 years at Cali Thistle were you gutted at how that um, how that played out yeah it was yeah still doesn't sit well with me at all but um, I've seen it coming that, that season was I didn't enjoy it at all I had different people different partners I played 30 odd games that year mm-hmm. um, I was probably the most reliable sort of defender they had some of the some of the players that guy he had as a goalkeeping whatever scout didn't like him at all. I found him like a Mike Bassett um, sort of person. <laughs> the only goalie coach at World Trainers on the on the training pitch, and um, you know it, it doesn't sit well with me that, that he gets the credit for taking all these players up. Now, if you've got an agent, you'll get all these players up. Your Steve Marcella put the miles in, but for me, 
I didn't like him. I didn't have any time at all for him. Mm-hmm. And a number of people down in that football club didn't have a lot of time for him. So he was one of the ones I didn't like. And I just ignored him. If I could if I could walk down the corner, I went the opposite way. So that was number one. Um, didn't enjoy that season. We struggled. I had numerous, numerous partners in defence. And to be honest with you, I knew that he wanted... He didn't want to do what he did with Grantley the year before. He didn't want to, to release me. So what he did was he offered me a pay cut, 50% pay cut. And I wasn't even told um, a week before. It was the season had finished. He called me in his office. I was sitting in the dressing room with a number of individuals. And a lot of the individuals were there for a short period of time. I was there 16 years and I was made to wait for an appointment in a dressing room and called in his office. And he handed me a bit of paper, and it was 50% cut. I put the bit of paper back on his desk and walked out. It disgusted me. I went through the dressing room, took all my stuff, put it in a black bag, went and said my goodbyes, and that was it. Um, the, the chairman at the time, Kenny Cameron, I got on all right with Kenny, but I thought he was a bit weak. I thought he was a bit of a weak chairman um, at times. And I remember him, I went away on holiday. Um, I think I was on a... Uh, it was my honeymoon, but I couldn't take one the year before, so I went on one. I was away at Greece, and Kenny phoned me and said, so, uh, we'll offer you an extra 100 quid. And I just started laughing. I says, Kenny, thanks for the call. And that was it. And Butcher tried to contact me a couple of times, but to be honest, when I, when I got the call from Roy, it was actually on the same holiday. I did an article with The Sun and said that was me done. Roy phoned me up straight away and says, uh, come and see me. So I went and met Roy McGregor. That was it, really, to be honest with you. I actually just thought, well, they weren't actually offering me a lot more money than what Cali were, but I just fancied, <laughs> I just fancied that we cheated. When I told my mate, a couple of best mates, I said, I think I'm going to go and sign for Ross County. I think they fainted nearly. But I think a lot of other people did as well. But it just sort of, a lot of things in life just, you know, oh, I quite like that or whatever. Some things I just, just, pop off I'm not really that interested but this really I thought I fancy a wee challenge here I fancy just that, you know I can stay local mm-hmm. Granty's there Russell's there and I liked the way that uh, Derek spoke and, and Roy spoke so I made the decision and just ruffled a few feathers and to be honest with you it was a really good decision for myself because I met a lot of good people up there it's a really well run club um, really enjoyed my six months there um, but I just I just thought I just want to ruffle a few feathers and, and to be honest with you, I didn't want to stay as soon as Teddy offered me that and to be honest with you, I was wanting to leave anyway because I just didn't enjoy it anymore um, didn't enjoy the shouting, didn't enjoy the personal insults um, didn't like the way that certain people were treated um, and, and Teddy did well for Cali, don't get me wrong mm-hmm. a lot of people do like him but for me, just not my cup of tea so you moved to county then, um, as you say, you spend six months there. Now, I want to know, um, as as you've already talked about of your career, you're not you don't back out a challenge. What was the reaction like from from the supporters? Now, I want to also ask you about. I mean, it's fair to say that you know yourself, your relationship between yourself and and Ross County fans, and 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 I know that there's obviously some uh, opposition fans up and down the country that you know used to you know enjoy getting stuck into away games and stuff but how did you cope with being a target for away fans and also how did you or what was the reaction like from Ross County fans when you signed um, it wasn't great 
wasn't great at times. I, I love I love people just shouting at me. I just it's it, they want to shout at me. Fair enough, you know. It's just quite revel in it, really, to be honest with you. But I remember my first game against Motherwell. They're reading out the teams. This is in the warm up. I got booed. I thought, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I had settled well into the team, and uh, there was a good group of boys up there, a real good uh, team spirit, and a, and a lot of very good players that I liked. I liked their mentality. I liked the, the way they, they trained and went about their business. And it was such a good uh, football club. And I was so determined to go and make a, an impression. And I wanted to, I trained my heart. I was really fit that year. Really, really put in a, a good pre-season and I wanted to prove myself because that's what I had to do really there. So in the first game, I got booed. I thought, oh, Jesus, I actually got man of the match that day. And I remember going into the, uh, the sponsors' line. Sugar was there, <laughs> and uh, Sugar being Sugar, he made a, a cheeky comment. But you know, they, they, they were fine. Um, they were fine. I, the, one of the games I do remember, and it wasn't, it wasn't. Uh, it was weird going back to Cali. It was really weird. And, mm-hmm. and that night, I went back and. Oh, you know, just I'm so probably the, the one of the games, and I'm talking even when I was 16, I, I was most nervous about, and I didn't really want to play against them. It wasn't against I wanted to play against Terry and the team, but I, I had a lot of good friends down there and a lot of people I respected, like Tommy Cummins and Jim Bolmers and stuff, and it was just so weird. Um, I remember the first five minutes, the ball came over, um, and I headed this ball against the bar my own bar and I said to my old man after the game he says he was watching on TV and he says what would you have done if you went in and I said I would have walked off the pitch but um, yeah that was a oh shit moment um, but no it was it was weird I, I didn't enjoy playing against I really enjoyed playing for Ross County but playing against Cali was weird and don't get me wrong I, I did put uh, all my efforts in I, I never do anything like, unless it's 100% so um, there was no doubt I was I was trying and, and mm-hmm. really want to do well, but it was just a weird, horrible um, situation I was in because I'd been at club for 16 years and I, and I loved that club. But to get a change of manager, change of, of training, working with different uh, a different team, I really did enjoy my six months at Cali. Derek wanted me to stay on. He wanted me to stay on for the rest of the season, but me being me, I didn't want to be a, a squad player. I didn't. I lost my I lost my place to. Kovacevic now Kovacevic is uh, not the best of players right so I'm thinking to myself if he's playing in front of me I need to get out of here because you know yeah <laughs> he was uh, he's a lovely guy Mikel but um, not the best of players and, and Derek wanted me to play right back and my days again up and down like I used to was, was gone you know I was kind of more timing the runs forward and whatever else and I lost my place to him, so it was it was time. I just felt it was time to get out in the big bad world and and get myself a, a career uh, working because I just felt I had a couple of offers to go to Ireland and, and, and uh, Dick Campbell phoned me at uh, offer. And it didn't really interest me doing a bit more travelling. I just wanted to get my head down and, and do what maybe Russell and, and Liam Keogh had done and get into the the working game. Sure, but Goldberg was another one I, I spoke about it as well. So. Mm-hmm. No, no, not a lot of regrets in my career, but it was certainly the time to, to, to buy out a full-time football, you know. Yeah, you move into Brora Rangers, you team up with your old mate Grant Munro, um, and you win another league title. Highland League champion back all those years ago in Huntley, and now you're champions again with Brora in, in 13-14. And 
We spoke to Adam Porritt, who was around at Brora at that time as well. Um, a few others, like Stephen Mackay, obviously a, a pivotal member of that uh, league uh, season. Was that an, an enjoyable after the kind of you know the last couple of years with you know the, the disappointing end with Cali six months at County? Was it nice to get back out and and play for a a side like Brora? I mean, they had the crack inside that season and and win a championship title again. Yeah, well, I, I kind of joined the end of January, so. You know, it was kind of coming in a team where it needed improved. So that sort of four months I played there, I knew I only signed a deal to the end of the season. So it was me just getting back out on the pitch and, and playing week to week. But you know, the, the guy who was the investor, Ben McKay, um, had visions of, of improving, and, and I, I gave him my thoughts. I, get, I identified the players, and I said, if I'm going to sign uh, a longer deal after the summer, this is the players that I want to, I would like to take in and. I'll certainly sign up. So, you know, Grant, he wasn't there at the time. He was still at County, but mm-hmm. it was likes of Joe Mallon and, and, and Xander and stuff like that, that. And Gavin Morrison was another one that I helped take in. So these were the guys that I was, that I wanted to help David Kirkwood and the club take in. So I got on board, uh, signed for a couple of years. And, you know, that, se- that first season was was incredible. It was, we had such a good team. We had a, such a good team spirit and we just were steamrolling that league. Um, there was a lot. Of, it was a lot of um, people wrote us off, especially when I first joined. You know, the likes of Dave Edwards and stuff at a wee go about the money that was spent there. But for me, the money wasn't spent there. It was giving people a chance to, to get out in the, the world of, of, of business and, and work in a, in a job. You know, the likes of Stuart Volbeck, Richie Hart, you know, uh, David Hind as well. Um, you know, he was working at the same company. So for me, it was an opportunity to to, to learn in a job. I remember my first day when I went in, I couldn't switch the computer on, you know, so <laughs> the message I would probably say to the younger lads is get a bit of experience in, in courses and stuff like that, so, you know, I, I, I worked with that company for seven years and, you know, I think I've progressed and, and learned, you know, I had to go and improve myself there a bit, like turning up my first day in a, in a dressing room, so that's the way I kind of treated my work, that I was working with a team, enjoyed working with a team, but I also had to prove people wrong and, uh, thoroughly enjoyed working at CRC and, and playing for Brora and I got the, the second year I got a chance to go out and work in uh, two years in Angola so I've, I've done a lot over over the seven years I've been out of the, the, the full-time game um, really enjoyed playing part-time level I just love playing football and, and that's what I did at Brora I just wanted them to be successful and, and win win you know titles and, and cups and, and try to bring my mentality through to, to individuals and you know, I really enjoyed it um, at the time there was, when I played. You had a spell as manager too, and you also back to your you know your Cali Thistle days. You created and caused a few cup upsets as well. <laughs> you beat East Fife in a, a, a cracking game, then a, a League One side, and you took on Kilmarnock, for example, and uh, and that spell as you had as manager. Stepping into the the manager's hot seat was that something you, you enjoyed? Enjoyed it to a point. Um, you know, the first six months I went in, I took over from Granny, um, and we were, missed the league out by a point. Um, you know, there was a couple of games that we drew and dropped points. So that first six months was very, very good. I really enjoyed it. I John Dock as my assistant, and it was it was a good it was a good six months. And we just got picked at the post at the, the end of the season. But you know, I would say the cup the, the year after the cup took over a bit of the league, and um, it was. Such a great cup run. We, we beat uh, Stranraer down the Stranraer 
um, he's Fife and then we got the, the game against Kilmarnock and the boys did great because I took that sort of mentality uh, you know, in the, of the underdog into a lot of my team talks and the way I wanted us to play especially against the League One sides and we got some fabulous results and uh, great performances and, and we put the Highland League uh, on a map a bit to show that there was players in that team that could go on and play at um, you know, obviously one or two degrees they played championship, no problem. Um, but I really, I, I did enjoy it. I just felt just after um, the sort of cupping up, some of the boys digging tools, and I struggled a bit with, um, you know, my attitude towards, you know, the high league mentality, where that's why a lot of boys are playing in that league because, you know, they just maybe not made it in their attitudes at times, could, you know, towards training and stuff like that. I just feel that. You know, if you're getting paid in, at a part-time level, you need to have the commitment. So that's one of the things that did slightly disappoint me um, at times was the commitment. But again, there was players in that team that um, were very good and showed on a, a level they, they could perform. So, yeah, I've got a few regrets in terms of the management side. I, I certainly am enjoying doing what I do best is coaching and, and, and that suits my state of mind and whatever. Because it, it is a hard... I know it's a part-time role as a manager, but it's very demanding. Um, it's day to day. You're you're looking after boys, really at a full time level day to day. But it's a part time role, so I think it just got a bit much for me at times, and I maybe did too many much for for certain individuals. And um, you know, I'm glad to uh, not be in it anymore. To be honest with you, and I enjoy seeing the, the kids develop at, at Cali mm-hmm. Dean, So that's where I'm at just now. Yeah, as you um, as you mentioned at the start, you're still playing, of course, but but coaching as well, and and that's the nice thing about it, isn't it? You're back at uh, Inverness Cali Thistle as part of youth their youth setup as well. And as we talked off mic, there's you know obviously yourself, you know Barry Wilson is part of John Robertson's coaching setup with with Scott Kelliker as well, and there's there's a bit of a legacy uh, feel to it as well. You know some some guys that have you know um, helped build success. Successes of the club over the you know over the last twenty five years are, are are coaching the next generation and you you look like you're in, you're enjoying you're enjoying yourself. I am yeah it's um, I had a really good squad last year, um, not just about the results we got but also you know seeing the boys develop, try to give them I think as a coach you've got to try and give boys um, first of all it's enjoyment and try to put the sessions on that are enjoyable and, and get them into team spirit and get them into enjoying their football but also giving them instructions and, and a message and positional play as well as, as playing as a team so that's what I try to do try and give them as much information positional wise and, and playing as a team um, at that age they should be should have that on board so it's a good age because I'm you know boys are moving up to 16s and then they've got an important year at 16s to move in do they go full time and whatever else so I'm, I'm playing my part I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it enjoy the travel side of things and enjoy the, the training um, you know I did it in Ross County as well where I, I did it two years over there um, you know, George had, had me doing the 17s and the 15s over there so I think I've I think I would hope to think the, the boys enjoy uh, coaching I'm certainly passionate about what I do um, and and that's what it's about just enjoying it so I'm enjoying life I'm enjoying work um, so it's it's all good Ross, it's been brilliant chatting to you. We've kept you a bit longer than than uh, the normal, but I really appreciate you you taking some time uh, to speak to us and and talk about a well a, an incredible career from Huntley 
um, all the way through to Cali Thistle and then Ross County and Brora at the end. But I'm sure it's one that I'm sure that Cali Thistle fans will will love to to love to listen to and and reminisce about some fantastic times over a, an incredible 16-year career at the club. But thanks again for your time. Thanks again. Thanks again. Cheers, man. Thank you.